Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be looking at the horoscope for January 2022, which is so absurd to think about that we are already here. Um, in readings, I keep saying next year. I'm like, next year in March of 2022, and people are like, wait, so this year? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> this year. Time flies. So happy 2022. I hope that all of you had had an amazing New Year's celebration and set some really good goals or aspirations intentions to yourself and I hope that you are looking forward to another year another year of self-discovery of self-inquiry of awe and wonderment of the beautiful world that we're living in and I hope that you all reach again what it is that you're striving for while maintaining this sensitivity and generosity and compassion within the heart so let's go ahead and get into this month and really quick I know that so many of you speed through this part like I can see when people listen to the podcast and whenever I do have announcements people like skip through it you're welcome to but <laughs> really quickly I collaborated with my friend Liz Roberta she's super amazing super ambitious really talented skilled beautiful wonderful person she has a podcast called the spiritual success podcast again by Liz Roberta and she and I did a yearly horoscope for 2022 I think it came out way better than the one that I posted here um, and you know I love Liz so go check out her podcast and if you're interested you can listen to that segment as well the other thing I want to remind you all about is that I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer so the signs I use in this podcast are going to be based on the astronomical meaning literal placement of the planets at any given moment in time so looking at the month of January when this is posting it is already going to be the seventh so we've spoken about the new moon that occurred on the second in the nakshatra of Purva Ashada we spent significant time talking about that new moon so we'll go ahead and move forward from there so the sun has also been in Purva Ashada and will be in Purva Ashada for some of this month on January 11th the sun is going to move into the nakshatra of Uttara Ashada and then a few days after that on January 14th the sun will move into the sign of Capricorn so let's focus on that for a second the sun is going to be in Capricorn between January 14th and February 13th so we are moving into Capricorn season according to the sidereal zodiac happy birthday to any of our Capricorn friends I hope you have a wonderful turn around the sun and let's talk about um, the sun being in Capricorn because again this is the kickoff to Capricorn season and we're going to have a stellium in Capricorn again it's not just the sun in Capricorn we're going to have the sun we're going to have Mercury retrograding <laughs> we have Pluto and we have Saturn here in Capricorn and Capricorn is all about the government it's all about structure it's about what holds our lives together Capricorn is one of the signs that's all about business and it's about being practical and being realistic and Capricorn has a lot to do with the economy and finances and so on a personal level when the sun is in Capricorn particularly in Uttara Ashada which it will be come January 11th Uttara Ashada is the pair to Purva Ashada both of them are associated with victory okay and Uttara Ashada is latter victory 
So it's a great time to focus on our aspirations, focus on our goals. If you have a big goal, if you have something that you've been trying to accomplish, trying to achieve, now is the time to go for it. However, Uttara Ashada is the latter victory. So we need to think about the long game. We need to think about how to accomplish goals over time. Sometimes we can be impulsive and we can start things because we feel inspired and then we burn out and we lose sight of things. Sometimes we start something because we're excited, but we don't plan it out well and then everything crumbles and then we feel shame and humiliation and, you know, whatever feelings may come with this. So it's a time for planning out, mapping out, strategizing on your goals so that they can span over a long course of time. I was having a conversation with someone about this recently, is that just because something is not happening right now does not mean that we are not being successful. For any skill that we develop, it takes years of daily practice to cultivate. It takes years of daily study to be proficient in astrology. It takes years of daily study to be proficient in tarot. It takes years of daily study to be a doctor. So any of these, you know, any of these achievements, any of these points of status, they don't happen overnight usually. It happens because we dedicate a little bit of time every day. So even if you just make five minutes a day to focus on your goal and aspiration, you're way more successful than if you didn't. Nothing needs to happen right now. Nothing needs to happen overnight. Goals and aspirations are achieved by the little bit that we put in every single day. This is what Utara Ashada is all about. So I hope that that is going to be helpful. And this is what Capricorn is all about. It's not focusing on the right here, right now. Aries, <laughs> Aries is the right here, right now. What can I get started? What can I do? You know, but Aries is also prone to burnout. Capricorn takes that ambition and motivation and spans it out over time. So they may not seem outwardly as, you know, I, I don't even want to say that. I was going to say they don't seem outwardly ambitious, but that's not true at all. Capricorn is super ambitious, but they, um, again, they take time strategizing and they take time um, with their goals and aspirations. And they know this, they know that slow and steady wins the race, so to speak. So that is what I will say for the sun in Capricorn, particularly Uttara Ashada. Again, happy birthday. So let's take a look at Venus. So Venus is going to go direct on January 29th. Venus has been in Porva Ashada for a super long time, <laughs> for like weeks. And Venus will remain in Porva Ashada for the month of January. And it has been retrograde. So as many of you have heard me speak of before, when Venus is retrograding, it's a time of reviewing, of reassessing, of reanalyzing. Things from the past come up. People from the past come up. Relationship issues come about, especially if you are um, Aries moon, Aries rising, because... Libra would be seven from yourself. Libra is ruled by Venus. It could be if you're a Taurus moon, Taurus rising, Libra moon, Libra rising, even Scorpio moon, Scorpio rising. Anyone who has Libra or Taurus prevalent in that one seven axis is going to really be affected by the relational things. Okay, so I want you all to, you know, be paying attention to that. 
But we will see Venus go direct on January 29th, which is really going to help alleviate that. You know, we may see things shift. We may see things change. We may have a change of heart. We may have a change of opinion when it comes to matters of love and of relationship. So let's look at our friend Mercury on January 14th. Mercury is going to go retrograde. This is our first Mercury retrograde of 2022. And of course, it is taking place in Capricorn. Um, you know, what's interesting about this is that Mercury is also with Saturn. And so when Mercury is with Saturn, it is a super interesting conjunction. People tend to be very deliberate and very concise with their speaking. They tend to really want to think things through. They tend to mull things over through their head. It just takes them time to kind of construct what they're going to say. And they can be really careful with their speech. They can be very receptive, you know, um, kind of balancing listening with speaking. And that being said, especially when Mercury is retrograding, it's an excellent time to be super mindful of our communication. So whenever Mercury is retrograding, we want to really focus on the RE's. Okay, redoing, revising, reanalyzing, reassessing, reviewing, if I didn't say that already, anything that's in regards to Mercury. So Mercury is our communication, it's our speech, it's our writing, so like sending emails, sending texts, anything with mass communication, anything with spreading messages. It's also going to be the planet of um, learning. So checking our work, like proofing our papers if we're in school, proofing emails if we're sending something important to a boss. It's not the time to start anything new. It's not the time to start a new project. It's not the time to ask for a raise or a promotion. It's not the time to sign um, anything that's important, signing a contract. And so again, Mercury will be retrograding from January 14th until February 3rd. So again, Mercury is going to be retrograding from January 14th until February 3rd. So, you know, being mindful of the mercurial matters, but Mercury is also with Saturn. And both of these planets, Mercury and Saturn, are in the nakshatra of Shravana. Okay, this is super important. Mercury is going retrograde in the nakshatra of Shravana. This nakshatra is associated to the ear. The symbol is the ear, the ear that can hear the unheard. So there's a receptivity to Shravana. There's a very perceptive nature to Shravana. It's hearing, but really deeply listening, you know, to a person's mannerisms, to the inflection in their tone. It's really paying attention to what someone is trying to say beyond just their words. And the translation is essentially someone who has listened a lot. Okay, and when we think of someone who has listened a lot, <laughs> if you're listening a lot, you're learning a lot, you're hearing a lot, you're, you're being able to take in the environment. If we are constantly talking, we're constantly projecting, we're constantly, you know, just kind of saying things to the people around us, this is not leaving room for us to learn. Shravana understands it has the wisdom. Shravana is a very, very wise, old soul nakshatra, okay? And it's wise enough to know that when we sit and when we listen, that's when we attain knowledge. 
that's when we can reach higher states of knowing. And so if you have Shravana prominent in your chart, you're probably very avid in learning, you're probably very curious, you're going to have a lot of questions, you're going to love to read. So there you may even like taking walks. <laughs> I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but it's it is one of these very wise old soul nakshatras that love to learn and love to study. And there's this other connection to Shravana of like walking with a limp. Okay, when we think about someone walking with a limp, it's like an older person, which is contributing to that old soul mentality. Um, this nakshatra, it needs somewhere to go. It needs a goal. It needs a path. It needs somewhere to be because it's, you know, that who is walking. Even if it's walking with a limp, it's still going somewhere. It's not done learning. It's not done moving. So with, again, Mercury and Saturn being in this nakshatra, it's really complementing the position of the sun really well focusing on the long-term goals, focusing on what you can complete. And it's also asking us to focus on higher education, higher learning. What is really going to change our life? You know, what can we learn that really significantly impacts our life? And most importantly, because Mercury is the planet of communication, we need to be that much more careful. It's like this is the month from those dates, from January 14th until February 3rd, this is the time to be receptive. This is the time to practice listening. So if you're having a conversation and you want to interrupt someone or you want to cut them off or, you know, you feel defensive, so you want to interject, I really encourage you to practice just sitting still and allowing individuals to express themselves. And you can follow up with questions, you can follow up with curiosity, try to view interactions as an opportunity to observe, and to learn more about this individual to learn more about where they're coming from. Try not to be impulsive with speech, try not to speak just for the sake of speaking, really embody this idea that wisdom and knowledge comes from observation, it comes from being perceptive, and most importantly, it comes from listening and attuning. With Mercury retrograde, it may be hard. You know, we may be prone to saying things we don't mean, we may be prone to speaking out of context. Honestly, this could also be a time where we say something that accidentally embarrasses ourselves. I hate when that happens. <laughs> it's happened so many times. I have so many stories of things like this with uh, Saturn and Mercury combinations, which, you know, maybe I'll tell another time in, in grad school. It was, a, it was a mess. But anyway, so it is a time where we are going to be prone to making mistakes with our speech, misspeaking, and perhaps even embarrassing ourselves. And that's okay. You know, things happen, we move on. But, you know, if we take extra precaution, and we really think things through, which naturally, Saturn and Mercury do, when Mercury is not retrograde, um, we're going to be okay. So take your time, think things over, really be mindful with that communication. So looking at Mars, for the past several weeks, Mars has been with Scorpio, and we've talked about the implications of this. Remember, we were talking about how we shouldn't travel, how we should be super mindful. There have been so many, I mean, traveling has been a complete mess. So if you did choose to travel, I hope that you're safe. I hope that you're well. I hope that you didn't have any crazy interruptions or any crazy, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? waits like where you're waiting delays I hope you didn't have any crazy delays um and 
I don't like to talk too much about the news, but you know, there's been a lot of stuff with shootings. There's been a lot of stuff with accidents. There's been this explosive heated behavior. And of course, it's undeniable that traveling had been um, impacted. And then of course, we've seen some natural disasters kind of come about that have been really intense. That's a byproduct of the Mars and K2 conjunction. And so come January 16th, we are going to be alleviated of that. Mars is going to leave Scorpio. It's going to move into Sagittarius. And so this is going to bring about a different energy. I want to remind everyone that the United States is a Sagittarius ascendant. And so now Mars is moving on to the ascendant. We have all this stuff going on in the second house. So globally, I think that we are going to get a lot of mixed messages. And I think that there are going to be people that are prone to misspeaking. You know what I was talking about, how we're going to be prone to misspeaking, maybe embarrassing ourselves, maybe speaking out of context. We may see that in the news and the media and people around us as well. Focusing on Mars being on the ascendant for the United States, we always want to be careful when Mars is on the ascendant. Okay, it can bring about heat. It can bring about being irrational. Um, it can bring you know, some of these difficulties to things. And I think that it is going to bring a focus on foreign affairs even more so. Um, Mars is also going to be with Venus. And that, you know, Mars and Venus, it can create a lot of passion, it can create a lot of uh, combustibility. So we definitely want to continue keeping an eye out for that, you know, and if you haven't been watching the news, the astrology is working. Okay, so I just want to put that out there. Um, on a personal level, so again, Mars is entering Sagittarius on January 16th. It's going to be in Mula for all of the rest of January, Mula Nakshatra. And so for us on a personal level, this is an excellent time to study the occult. It's an excellent time to do research. It's also a good time to focus on health and wellness, getting to the bottom of things, amplifying our health through movement, through daily exercise, through um, food as well, focusing on food as medicine. Mars is conjoining Venus. So even though Venus is going to go direct this month, we may see things get a little bit spicier in our personal relationships, particularly between January 16th and 29th. Okay, so for the duration of this conjunction of Mars and Venus, which is going to last the duration of this month, um, we may find more passion in our relationship, more excitability, more desire. There may be a lot of strong feelings in regards to love. Of course, it can also turn into tension, conflict, some resentment. So, you know, be mindful of these things again between the 16th of January and um, the 29th of January. This can definitely bring up matters from the past, issues from the past, conflicts from the past. If there's been something that's happened that y'all have not worked through yet, um, it may come up to the surface for y'all to work through again. If you're single, it could bring up patterns in relationship. It could bring up patterns in intimacy. You may just be thinking about relationships more and kind of contemplating them and where you stand with them because some people don't even want to be in a relationship. You know, some people are totally disinterested and it still may come into the psyche and the awareness where you're kind of contemplating these things. So Jupiter is going to remain in Shadabisha. It's been there for a while. Saturn has been in Shravana. It's going to stay in Shravana. So these are really the themes for 
the month. Um, just focusing on the major transits. Again, the new moon is going to be on the second, which already passed. The full moon is going to be on January 17th. And so we will have a full segment on the full moon where we can discuss in detail what this will bring about. The full moon is going to be in the sidereal cancer in the nakshatra of Pushya. <laughs> and I think that's a really sweet nakshatra to have this month. I think it's going to kind of alleviate some of this tension. Pushya is the nakshatra of nurturing. It is seen as one of the most auspicious nakshatras. So um, it, it definitely brings blessings and it brings a sense of comfort and ease. And so we have that full moon to look forward to on the 17th. So really, in general, when I'm looking at this month from a personal perspective, kind of going back to that theme, it's Capricorn season. There's a lot happening in Uttarashada. There's a lot happening in Shravana. And so it is this time to to really resist impulsivity, rather it be with our speech or our actions. And it's a time to slow down. It's a time to be receptive. And it's a time to really strategically plan out our goals and our aspirations. Again, we want to be mindful of relationships still. Um, even if things are good, even if you're meeting someone and you're dating, you're you're going to be prone to feeling overly passionate and maybe impulsive. Again, this is the month to avoid impulsivity. I also want to say that from a global perspective, we really want to be mindful of the messages that we're hearing on the news. Things are Definitely. I mean, I think there's going to be some really weird stuff. <laughs> I really do. I think that there are going to be uh, things that are being said that are really confusing. I think that people are going to be prone to misspeaking. I think that people are going to be prone to speaking out of context. So we want to be paying attention to that. And, you know, Mars and Venus are going to be in Sagittarius still. And Sagittarius is the sign of our belief system, of our virtues, of our ethics, what we see as right and wrong. With Mars and Venus here in this sign, you know, Mars is our anger. It's our frustration. It's our aggression. It's what makes us passionate. It's what moves us. It's what motivates us. And so we will see a rise in passion and we will see a rise in radical behavior and dogmatic behavior particularly in regards to belief system and what people see as right and wrong. I know that we've been seeing this for a long time, you know, um, and I think that this month we are going to see, you know, I think that there may just be the tendency to be a little bit more aggressive and more explosive. So January, I think, is going to be another one of these months where we want to be particularly careful. I think that things are definitely going to be heated. Um, not to even mention the Gandanta points that Mars will be moving over, which, you know, I think that we kind of covered it. Mars is in a delicate point. I suppose that the days to be most careful would be around January 12th to the 23rd. Uh, Mars is going to be in pretty sensitive degrees. And the other thing I guess that we didn't spend much time on is Uranus. Uranus is going to be going direct this month. And that will be January 18th. Uranus is going to be going direct in Aries in the nakshatra of Barney, which is all about major breakthroughs, okay? 
And so for us on a personal level, we may get sudden flashes of insight. We may feel sudden flashes of inspiration. Uranus is sudden, unexpected events. It has to do with electricity. It's often associated to things like earthquakes and big natural disasters. So Uranus has been retrograding for the last several months as it goes stationary and as it begins moving forward again, we can expect these sudden events. We can expect natural disasters, changes in the weather. So that's definitely something to watch out for. And so some of these things are really beyond our control when we're thinking about what's happening externally, what's happening in the world around us, what's happening with the weather. But when it comes to the other factors, which are big factors, when it comes to how we react, how we respond, how we engage in the world around us, we can hear these things and we can plan accordingly, you know, and there are positive attributes to be found in these transits. Um, as I was mentioning, the positive things for Mars and Venus is to remind ourselves of what our ethics and virtues are, what's worth fighting for, what's worth standing up for. Sometimes people may be saying something or doing something that we see unethical, but we don't do anything about it. You know, we don't do anything to stop it. We don't do anything to say we don't say anything about it. We just kind of let it happen. Sometimes we'll see something unethical happening and we totally blow up and explode. <laughs> How can we intelligently use ourselves as a mean to help and support others in a way that is wise? And that's difficult and it's going to change situation to situation. But if we see something unethical happening, if we see something that goes against our virtues, how can we intelligently use our Martian energy to help the downtrodden, to help support those who are being bullied, to help put an end to suffering. So this is definitely a good time to reevaluate that, right? We don't want to overly blow up. We don't want to do anything that's unwise. We want to be able to truly change the hearts of others. And usually that's going to involve some slowing down, some conversation, but it doesn't mean to just let things happen. We have to stand up and speak when we see something unethical. We have to speak out when we uh, know that that something is not in alignment with what our virtues are saying. And so I'm going to end on this note because we're talking about Sagittarius and extremism and things like that. The path of spirituality is to find union. Yoga means union. It means to yoke, to bring together. And... There's also, in the Bhagavad Gita, there's this emphasis on the importance of having a neutral mind. When we're watching something, when we're having a conversation, if we're listening to something, if we begin feeling ourselves be overtaken with feelings of really, really loving something or really, really hating something, this is the beginning of polarity, okay? Because when we get swept away with really big emotions... We are no longer clear. We can no longer see clearly. We're acting from a place of passion. When we bring ourselves back to a neutral mind, this is when we can see clearly. And I know that you know this, right? If something makes you upset, if something makes you mad, you get pissed. <laughs> you start saying things, you do things. And then, you know, two hours later when you have time to cool down, relax. You're like, oh my gosh, what did I say? What did I do? I didn't think through those things. 
it's the same. You know, these big emotions of love and hate, like, dislike, acceptance, disdain, they cloud our mind, they cloud our judgment. And most news sources, all news sources, anything that you're watching on TV is literally designed to stir those feelings. We lose clarity, we lose connection to our insight. And so it's really important, as soon as we start feeling those big passionate feelings emerge, can we take a few steps back before acting or before speaking to reflect, to let the dust settle, to let the passion settle so that we can act from a space of clarity? In Vedic thought, there's this concept of viveka and it's discernment. There's a big difference between discernment and judgment. Discernment is our direct line to our inner compass. Discernment allows us to act from a place of integrity. Discernment is how we can tell what's good or bad, what's right or wrong for us and for the people around us and the things, the living entities around us. Judgment is when it comes from that place of passion and it clouds the neutral mind. It clouds our ability to think clearly. So staying in a place of discernment, resisting judgment, I shouldn't even say resisting judgment, steering clear of judgment, (laughs) letting the dust settle because we're all human. We're all prone to getting passionate sometimes. But it's it's not about never feeling those things. It's about allowing ourselves to find neutrality before acting, before speaking, before doing. So I hope that this was helpful. If you would like to schedule a reading, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga. Please follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and sign up for Patreon to learn how all of these transits may impact you personally, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. Again, my name is Christine. This is Astrology Now. Astrology Now.